0: This week in agriculture, a production of the Red River Farm Network. With a look at markets, I'm Randy Conan. Agriculture commodities seem to be stuck in a higher overnight, lower day trade pattern. Money farm owner Allison Thompson said the trade really needs a catalyst to break out of that pattern.
1: Obviously, there's a lot of money being made pressuring this market down, um, and that's not going to cause a shift yet. So we need something to a catalyst to kind of spook things and change the direction. But we're just kind of in a dull pattern here. We don't have any fresh news, and anything we are getting seems to be bearish and feeding it. So we need that that pattern to change to to see our markets change.
0: AgriSampo North America Market Analyst Sterling Smith: says that bear market just continues?
1: Bear markets typically start the day firm. And in the day, falling apart, which that's not good, obviously, given where grain prices are. But that is how a bear market operates. Moreover, we saw some pretty good behavior earlier in the week and maybe started to, you know, put out some ideas that maybe we were making a technical bottom. Obviously, we have erased all of those. And, you know, we look at March corn. We had a new low at 398 and a half which is, you know, we broke the $4 level.
0: RCM Ag Services Market Analyst Steve Wagner said the March option expiration weighed heavily on the grains this week.
1: Yeah, the, the pressure remains
0: uh, today, first notice day for option expiration. And, and so I'm sure there's some pressure coming from the option side.
1: But then also, you know, the, the funds have been on the right side and nobody's given them a reason to step away. So, until something changes, this thing is is it's feeling the weight.
0: U.S. Commodities President Don Rose says this market seems to be trying to find its value.
1: It's a market that
0: uh, one thing after another bear uh, side comes out, and this time uh, on Friday here, uh, option expiration, uh, so that kind of pushed the corn market down to the uh, a lot of puts in uh, at four dollars on March corn. And uh, soybeans down to 11.30. So um, we've got that behind us now. But the next step is first notice day coming up the end of next week. While the higher overnight lower day trade pattern continued, Martinson Ag Risk Management President Randy Martinson said the livestock market was the bright spot. Livestock continues to uh, push pretty good. You know, we're back, almost back up to the highs that we saw in September. We're flirting with our November highs right now, or November levels. And, you know, we've got a cattle and feed report that's coming out late on on Friday. Right now, the estimates have placements coming in at 88%, which will be the lowest estimate or lowest number of cattle in their feedlots are placed since uh, 2007. So we are starting to see the tighter supplies of calves start to make their uh, start to show up as far as the the cattle and feed numbers are concerned the contraction of the cattle herd expected to continue this year during the ag outlook forum usda livestock economist Cheryl Shagum said that will increase prices for cow calf producers with those tightening supplies of cattle outside feedlots feeder calves are going to be very valuable you got to have something to put in those feedlots. And we do anticipate we will probably be hitting record levels of, of feeder, record high prices for feeder cattle during 2024, eclipsing this year's record, probably at about um, 248 to $249 a hundred weight for the 750 to 800 pound feeder steers we track as our benchmark. Uh, and then, like I said, that compares to the record of last year of about $219. So, you know, cattle feeders are going to have to pay up for those animals as we move into 2024. And that's a look at markets this week in agriculture. I'm Randy Conan. Join Premium Ag Solutions for the annual Ag Day event Thursday, February 29th at the Premium Ag Solutions site four and a half miles east of Hitterdahl, Minnesota. Speakers include market analyst Christy Van On, Brent Horner from Precision Planting, and Grand Farm with a look at research in ag tech trends. Registration and refreshments at 9.30. Program begins at 10. Thursday, Leap Day, February 29th, Ag Day, with Premium Ag Solutions at Hitterdahl.
1: Imagine this. You gather a stadium full of farmers, step up to the podium, and tell them about your business. What would that be worth to you and your company? This is Don Wick from the Red River Farm Network. We fill that stadium every day with some of the most progressive-minded, forward-thinking farmers and ranchers around the world. Find out how the Red River Farm Network can carry your message to farmers and ranchers. We're the Red River Farm Network, and we're reporting agriculture's business. With a look at News This Week
2: in Agriculture, I'm Tyler Donaldson. Farmers across Europe continue to join the ongoing protests fighting low prices and high costs as well as cheap imports and the EU's Green Deal. Chech farmers have disrupted traffic outside the Agriculture Ministry in downtown Prague with tractors. According to Reuters, the government says these protesters have little to do with real farming. While in Madrid, hundreds of farmers have parked tractors within the capital city's limits. After two straight weeks of protests throughout Spain, a much larger demonstration is happening outside of the agriculture ministry. Farmers in India are also going to the streets to demand higher commodity prices. The Indian government has offered to resume negotiations over farm policy, but that was after police used tear gas and water cannons to stop the protests in the northern state of Punjab. The largest protest had about 10,000 people and over 1,000 tractors and wagons to block major roads. Farm leaders indicate one protester was killed and three were injured, but the government has denied that claim. This year's Ag Outlook forum numbers confirmed for traders there will be plenty of corn and soybeans remaining at the end of the year even with prices trending lower nau country vice president of farm services rich morrison says farmers don't seem too eager to sell
1: at this point you know it's early enough in the year i think most people are still willing to hang on and i know that's a, a hard deal when you got a basis contract especially that that seems to be catching a lot of news that you know a lot of the basis contracts that are going to expire here at the end of the month and uh you're gonna to have to roll those and it's gonna be kind of painful to do that but. I still think most people will uh, and, uh, you know, another alternative strategy might be to sell and buy a call option, uh, at least it limits your downside risk, it still gives you some upside potential, but, uh, uh, but I, I would imagine most people are going to hang on and at this point wait and see what spring weather does.
2: This year's Census of Agriculture reaffirmed the growing trend toward larger farms. Farmers National Company Senior Vice President Matt Gunderson says the Census is generating a lot of discussion. And, I, and it's
0: creating conversation. Both, I think, within production agriculture, but it's also creating conversation internally in terms of what does that look like for the next generation as it comes to new, who's around for those farms, how does that look from a generational planning perspective, and really brings to the forefront the importance of estate planning and having those sometimes difficult conversations around how that next generation may or may not be involved.
2: Overall inflation has moderated, but food prices are still on the rise. According to a report from the Labor Department, prices at restaurants rose more than 5% last month. At the same time, prices in the grocery cart went up 1.2%. The Brazilian soybean harvest is 32% complete. That's up 9% from last week. And according to Ag Rural, 25% of Brazilian soybeans were harvested at this point one year ago. Earlier in the week, North Dakota Senator John Hoven and Congressman Kelly Armstrong participated in an agricultural roundtable in Minot. Hoven said it is important to maintain and strengthen crop insurance, update the countercyclical farm safety net, and provide adequate access to credit. The National Sustainable Agriculture Coalition is out with a new Farm Policy Report. The report said over 60 percent of farm program payments went to farmers in 10 states, including North Dakota, Minnesota, and South Dakota coalition is an alliance of 130 grassroots organizations. Policy recommendations include means testing and a payment limit on crop insurance premium incentives, improvements to the Whole Farm Revenue Protection Insurance Program, and safeguarding the $20 billion in climate-smart agricultural conservation programs. The Environmental Protection Agency has approved a petition from eight Midwestern states allowing sales of E15 during the summer months. Renewable Fuels Association President and CEO Jeff Cooper said this announcement was a good news, bad news situation. Cooper is pleased with the waivers, but is not happy that the implementation has been delayed until 2025. So that leaves us in a lurch for 2024. Summertime is just around the corner. What's the marketplace going to do with E15 uh, come May 1st and and June 1st? That's your look at farm news this week in agriculture. I'm Tyler Donaldson.
0: Selling farmland can be a -a once-in-a-lifetime decision. This is Chris Griffin with Red River Land Company in Grand Forks. With decades of experience in farm real estate, our company and its founder, John Botsford, understand the agricultural landscape and are here to help guide you through the process from start to finish. We encourage you to visit redriverlandco.com to check out our listings and recent sales. If you have land to sell or manage or just want to discuss the land market, let's talk. Red River Land Company, your trusted name in farm real estate. Like that morning cup of coffee, the Red River Farm Network is the best way to start your day. Good morning. Farm news time on the Red River Farm Network. You'll get the latest market trends. Looking out of the grain market, we finally saw corn kind of trade its own fundamentals here. Weather with agricultural meteorologist Drew
1: Lerner. Cooler temperatures will be occurring in the northern plains and upper Midwest.
0: And today's top stories impacting your farm and your bottom line. We're the Red River Farm Network, and we're reporting agriculture's business.
1: This is a look at weather this week in agriculture. It has been a classic El Nino for the northern plains, resulting in a warmer and drier than normal winter. USDA meteorologist Brad Rippy expects that to transition into a good planting season. We'll have a couple of cold breaks embedded in this, but overall, mild conditions for the rest of winter on into spring, so that transition to spring should feature above normal temperatures not going to be much of a mud season this year because we, we, a, we haven't had a whole lot of precipitation since some of those surprise december rains and snows and uh, you know expecting drier than normal conditions and the warm weather should be a pretty easy start to the planting season i really feel like as we head into that uh, spring season a quick transition from el nino to la nina conditions will likely occur rippey believes that can result in drought in the western high plains and pacific northwest According to World Weather Incorporated senior meteorologist Drew Lerner, a warm, dry summer could be on the way thanks to La Nina. Now, there are some computer forecast models out there that are suggesting that a La Nina event is forthcoming. Uh, NOAA's model uh, suggests that it will be a very quick transition from El Nino to La Nina. And when we go back and look at the history books, we can see that in those years there's a tendency for precipitation in the u.s plains and extending northward into manitoba and southeastern saskatchewan tends to be below normal and temperatures above normal the national weather service aberdeen released its 2024 spring flood outlook as expected the spring flood outlook for rivers and streams in portions of central and northeast south dakota as well as west central minnesota remains low The Weather Service says the chance of river flooding is below normal over the next 90 days, largely due to the lack of snowpack. New tools are available for producers to make management decisions with weather data. USDA Midwest Climate Hub Director Dennis Toddy joined the University of Minnesota Extension CropCast to highlight how farmers can utilize the soil temperature climatology. Another lesser-known program is the historic freeze dates, which have been changing. So you can go now down to a county level anywhere in the upper Midwest or Northeast and see on average when we hit various temperature levels, 40, 32, 28, 24, 20, I think is the different ones we look at. In the spring and the fall, you can see how the trend of those is going since 1950. So you can look at a longer term trend, you can look at a shorter term trend, and then see how the season length is changing overall because we are getting, especially in Minnesota, Northern Minnesota, this longer growing season, earlier spring freeze, last later fall freeze, that is opening up some opportunity to do some different things or at least think about managing different ways longer varieties whatever NDSU Extension veterinarian and stewardship specialist dr. Gerald Stucca says warm temperatures this season means producers hay stores and cattle conditions are looking good
0: cows aren't as hungry when the weather has been so favorable the amount of feed that's fed harvested forages is less and some i know are even got cows out on grazing corn which was a beautiful winter for that or they're out even grazing some winter pastures uh with a little bit supplement besides so from a cost standpoint this is uh for north dakota this is probably as good as as it gets that's for sure
1: most of brazil is enjoying good soil moisture World Weather Incorporated says the one exception may be in western parts of the country. That is a worry for the late planted corn and cotton. Safrina corn planting is 45% complete with farmers adopting an aggressive planting schedule so there will be enough moisture to support late season crop development. With a look at weather, I'm Whitney Pittman on the Red River Farm Network. As a farmer, you make a lot of important decisions that impact the profitability of your operation. When considering your crop insurance options for the next growing season, turn to Egg Country Farm Credit Services. The insurance team at Egg Country knows agriculture and they'll work to personalize a multi-parallel crop insurance policy to fit your needs and protect your bottom line. Contact Egg Country today to get started. Egg Country. Focused on ag, focused on you. Commodity Classic is the big event of the year, bringing together soybean, corn, wheat, and sorghum growers. This is farm broadcaster Don Wick. Stay with the Red River Farm Network for coverage from Commodity Classic, our special reports brought to you by the Minnesota Soybean Research and Promotion Council, Minnesota Soybean Growers Association, Ag Country Farm Credit Services, and True Terra. Look for coverage on air and online direct from Houston and Commodity Classic.